The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. Here to set you free. Happy Thursday. And this is the only true democracy in talk radio of, for, and by you, the people. Join us in this hour. Just you, just me, your opinions, your comments, your questions, your concerns. On Facebook yesterday, I saw the photo of a five-year-old boy who was dead. His name was Ion. He was one of, and I have a nephew named Ion, he was one of the numerous people, men, women, children, who have died, whether from the elements or have drowned, trying to seek refuge in a nation away from their own, running from violence, running from terrorists, And running toward, they were hoping, a better way of life. But so many, like little five-year-old Ion, have lost their lives. There are people posting on Facebook and many social media sites about these people and about this little boy who's seen this and other images that are just so horrific. I mentioned the other day that there was a caller who talked about immigrants are people who come to the United States or elsewhere after they've been issued a visa, they have their papers, most of them get on a plane and go to a nation where they find a job, get a home, etc. There are some that perceive the people, the refugees from Syria, Iraq, and other nations overseas, specifically in the EU, as invaders, They're invading our nation. That's what some people say, the neo-Nazis that are hailing from the background, unfortunately, of some of their forefathers, which they should definitely bury deep in the soil of Germany and try to forget. But there are others, like Germany, that has taken the most of these refugees, and we must commend them and the Chancellor Angela Merkel for doing so. These are not invaders. These, in a sense, aren't people even migrating. These are people who are desperately trying to save their lives, the lives of their children. They're trying to live another day. They're trying to find a place where they're safe, where there's shelter, where there could be food, and where they can make a life. The United States of America is no longer the only melting pot in the world, my friend. Much to the anger of many in countries like Italy, where my mother hails from, it's not just Italians or Italian-borns in that country, nor in Greece or in Germany or in Spain or in France. The EU 
has declared that every member of that union needs to provide refuge for thousands of these refugees. The scenes are of desperation. The scenes are of chaos. In Hungary, they're angry because in Hungary they say, look, we don't have the money of a Germany, yet we still have to take the same number because we're a part of the EU. And whether it's in Hungary at a train station or on the coast of Italy and other nations, we see this desperation. We see this chaos. There is a refugee crisis among us, America. It is with our neighbors overseas in Europe. There are thousands of people fleeing the Middle East. There are thousands of people fleeing North Africa. And we need to talk about not only why these people are going to the EU en masse from the Middle East to North Africa, but what can be done and what should be done to help them. Refugees hope they will be allowed even to go through Budapest and Hungary to Western Europe in order to continue their journey. There is more and more pressure mounting for the leaders in Europe to find a solution to this crisis, and it is a crisis. Let's look at the breakdown of where refugees continue to arrive from. Let's look at what options are on the table, not just for the refugees, but for the European Union. Where are they coming from and why? They're coming from the Middle East and from the North Africa and from North Africa. The UN reports that the reason for this as the conflicts in the Middle East and North Africa are heavily contributing to the refugees into this migration, if you will, at a crisis level. The UN reported that the war in Syria, as well as the war in Iraq, and the continuing violence in those countries, continuing violence and instability in Afghanistan and Eritrea, and all of this has driven this crisis. There are some politicians that said the economic migrants make up the majority of those arriving. But in reality, the majority of refugees are fleeing from Syria, Eritrea, Afghanistan. That doesn't even account for refugees coming from Iraq, Nigeria, and other countries. The civil war in Syria has been raging for four years. It has displaced more than four million people, according to the UN Refugee Agency. And according to Antonio Guterres, the UN's High Commissioner for Refugees, quote, This is the biggest refugee population from a single conflict in a generation. There are neighboring countries such as Turkey and Lebanon that are also taking in Syrian refugees. But the problem is in many of those countries like Turkey and Lebanon, the camps there remain overpopulated, forcing those people to continue their journey elsewhere outside the borders of those nations. We see pictures, whether it is of the little boy Ayan who was drowned or if it is a child who you see a refugee carrying as they arrive on the shores of Lesbos, one of the Greek islands, you see people packed into these dingy inflatable dinghies and they've traveled across the Aegean Sea from Turkey, okay? The situation for these people is poor. The human rights situation is, is undescribable. But what the UN can do as far as describing is saying, It's systematic and it's widespread, the poor human rights, the poor human conditions, inhumane conditions. They say some of the violations committed under the government's authority could potentially constitute crimes against humanity. 
They said the current situation in Eritrea has given refugees to flee, and it's not surprising. They say that a large proportion of those crossing the Mediterranean and using other irregular routes to reach Europe are people from some of these most violent, most badly hit war-torn countries. This is a situation where humans and their rights don't meet. This is a situation where poor human rights exist. They say these could be even considered crimes against humanity. Why is Europe the destination? Proximity to the areas in conflict. Europe's proximity to the Middle East, Europe's proximity to Africa, specifically Northern Africa, make Europe the preferred destination. Europe's relatively stable. I know you look at Greece and go, what? Well, compared to many of these countries in the Middle East and Africa, yes. So it's a more attractive option for refugees fleeing nearby regions. While North American countries have expanded their commitments to take in refugees from Syria, like the United States, the numbers still remain low. The U.S., by the way, they said they're going to take 8,000 Syrian refugees next year. That's fewer than the number the U.N. initially proposed, by the way. And Canada said it will aid up to 11,300 Syrian refugees by the end of 2017. So why is Europe having a hard time dealing with this crisis? We're not talking about one country, but many. So why is the EU having a hard time? Here's why. The EU has yet to come up with a union-wide policy solution. Certainly countries, as any nation would, are worried about the economic impact of a large influx of refugees and what that, that economic impact could be with these numbers of people coming in. Individual states have made their own decision, by the way, how to handle the situation. And that's caused confusion because you've got somebody on the left doing this, somebody on the right doing something else. It's also led to name-calling, not just of the refugees, but certainly among leaders. Under the EU's Dublin regulation, refugees were supposed to apply for asylum in the first country they entered. But right now, with the current crisis, this rule is being ignored. So people are coming into countries, they're going into other countries, and nobody can keep track of who's going where and who is where. Germany's Chancellor Angela Merkel has stepped up this week. She called for a quota system to be implemented across the EU that would actually allow for a more even distribution of the number of refugees that each state takes with each country's size and economic strength taken into consideration. And I applaud that because you cannot have the size and economy of Hungary compared to the size and economy of Germany. Germany is doing damn well and has been for a couple of years. And by the way, they have unions, free education, and national health care. That's a side note. But Germany has said it expects to take 800,000 refugees this year. We're we're taking 8,000, okay? Central and Eastern Europe have opposed that proposal. British Prime Minister David Cameron rejected a plan for the UK to take in 10,000 more He argued that countries needed to focus on finding solutions to the conflicts that have caused the crisis. I agree, but I think we agree we're not going to stop a civil war where the nation of Syria has been split in three and topple ISIS in enough time for people who are drowning on these dingy little rafts. Merkel said, quote, we agreed that the commission should define safe countries of origin, that European countries should join forces to help Italy and Greece open registration centers, and that those who have no right to stay go back to their countries of origin. She made it clear that a definitive distinction must be drawn between refugees fleeing war zones and economic migrants looking for a better life. Sometimes they're both. Now, meetings between EU leaders are expected to continue 
Uh, for the rest of this week and next week, there's going to be a, a meeting of ministers from all 28 of the EU states that's scheduled for September 14th. So let me ask you some questions as this is your show and it's just you and me here at 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. What can be done to help the refugees crossing into Europe from North Africa and Syria and other nations in the Middle East like Iraq and Afghanistan? What can be done to help the refugees crossing into Europe from North Africa and the Middle East? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. I mentioned before, I'll mention again, a caller the other day said there's a difference between invasion, immigration, and people are trying to escape hell. Do you view these refugees, these people going into the EU in the same way? Do you view kids that are trying to escape drug wars and rape and murder coming here the same way? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, there's a quota in Europe that each nation in the EU needs to take in a certain amount of refugees. But is that fair? Some nations have more money, some more resources. That's why I applaud Angela Merkel, Chancellor of Germany's proposal. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Are the days of only Italians being in Italy, only Spaniards in Spain, only French and France and so on? Greek, uh, Greeks and Greece gone. Will this mixing of cultures during the refugee crisis be a good thing in the future or a bad thing? Will this mixing of cultures in the future as a result of this refugee crisis be a good thing or a bad thing? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. And for you who saw the pictures of Ilan Kurdi washing up on the shores of Turkey... Did it change your perspective and did it reinforce for you or make it clearer the desperation of these people and the desperation of this refugee crisis? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Pick up the phone and join me. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Back to you after this. back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back only to Democracy in Talk Radio. Pick up the phone and join me, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, I know we're approaching a holiday weekend, and I know a lot of you are thinking about getting out of work. You're thinking about when you can fire up the barbecue, put on the uh, SBF if you're in a warm area, try and beat the traffic get to the airport or train station quick or bus station or on the freeway if you're traveling. And when you can get to that liquor store to purchase whatever you're making, the margaritas, the martinis, just the beer and the wine, or maybe just some soda, pop as some of you call it. There are people right now who are trying to enter the EU and there's a picture of a little boy five years of age, who drowned with his family, trying to get there, trying to make a home, trying to have a life, whose life has been snuffed out. With all the conversation that we have in this country and the hatred that is spewed by people like Donald Trump and many who support him toward immigrants who come here illegally, Isn't there a difference between an immigrant 
a refugee and an invader. Isn't there a difference between an immigrant, a refugee, and an invader? And if so, define each of them for me. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. If you saw that, I want you to be honest with me. There are some of you that had a mindset of these refugees overseas, maybe similar to the way you view some people that come here. Have any of the photos, any of the reports, the photo of that little boy, that dead little boy, have any of those tugged down your heartstrings, changed your mind of the situation, changed your mind and anger toward these people? 8886 Leslie, 888-653-7543 is the number. I have some emails. I have some tweets. You want to email me, go to uh, lesliemarshallshow.com, click on contact. And if you want to uh, tweet me, follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. But it is a talk show, so pick up the phone and call me, folks. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. David sends an email, you need a naval blockade to save lives. I don't see how a naval blockade uh, will save lives, quite frankly, David. You need health care supplies, you need food, you need water. Uh, and um, I mean, and which Navy sets up the blockade and who pays for it? Another emails, NATO needs to take out ISIS and stabilize Syria. Well, somebody needs to take out ISIS. That's really easy to say. Like, NATO has the ability. Are you serious? Do you really think NATO has the ability by itself without the type of military backing, not just weaponry, but skill and training that armed forces such as the United States would provide? Seriously. Uh, and ISIS ain't just in Syria. <laughs> 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 uh, is the number. Another puts Obama clearly his blood on his hands by doing almost nothing. How is this President Obama's fault? How is this President Obama's fault? Seriously, I understand a lot of Republicans want to blame President Obama for almost everything, but blaming him here, that's a stretch. I'm Leslie Marshall. We're going to take a break. When we come up, pick up the phone and join me. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Join me after this. Don't go away. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio of Four and by you, the people. Andrew, did you post that picture online? I'm just curious what people uh, are responding to with that. Yep. Okay. Let's uh, see what people uh, have to say. For those of you that have seen the picture of this little boy, for those of you that have seen the picture, because there are just so many people who look at it as so sad, they're, they're, they're crying, etc. When they look at uh, the picture of this little boy and his lifeless 
little body. It's it's just heart-wrenching. Ilan Kurdi, who washed up on the shores of Turkey. I think his body truly shows the level of crisis for these refugees and the desperation which they have. 8886 Leslie 8886537543 is the number. I want to share with you some of the tweets. Jeremy tweets, Leslie, people are willing to risk it all for a chance to improve their and their kids' lives. No policy or wall can change that. I agree. Bradley tweets, either the Sunnis give in to the Shia about Muhammad or the Shia give in to the Sunnis about Muhammad. Don't bet on it. Well, I don't think that is going to end this refugee crisis, and it's not going to happen anytime soon. That's like saying, you know, the Catholics have to become Protestants, the Protestants have to become Catholic. Ross Martin says, great question. What can the U.N. actually do at all? And he's uh, referring to a question we posted on Twitter. The Syrian civil war has displaced more than 4 million people. What can the U.N. and the United States do? Um, uh, we uh, asked, what can the U.N. or the United States do to help besides taking in uh, these refugees? Lawrence uh, says, in a word, uh, no, this is nothing new. This was caught on film, and that in turn, uh, nothing new either. Mike tweets, this is the natural result of the U.S. not being the world leader. It's not a faucet you can turn off and on when it's convenient. Very interesting. Another tweets, Sunni-Shia conflict is the enormous influence for the very long-term indefinite fighting. It's about Muhammad's successor. E.J. Meltzer says, I commend your caring, but helping refugees escape safer is their problem, not ours. Oh, E.J., good to know there's somebody who cares about their own ass and nobody else is out there. Is that the American way? Um, I, when I ask, there's a quota in Europe that each nation takes in a certain amount of refugees. Is that fair? Some have more money and resources. Neil says, yes, it is fair. Uh, Jeffrey says, when you lay the shape files of inter-Islamic intolerance and foreign occupations onto tribalism, the answer, sadly, is no. When I asked, will we ever see an end to the fighting in the Middle East, uh, the Boko Harams, the ISIS, is it too late for the Syrian refugees as an example? Another tweets, go to areas anywhere with an open, desolate range to set up, grow, and de-desolate without having to look over uh, their shoulder. Uh, that, talking about the displacement, the Civil War, has resulted in the displacement of 4 million people. And asking again, um, what else can the U.S. and U.N. do besides taking these people in? Uh, Tread uh, tweets um, when we asked uh, about the pictures of Ilan Kurdi uh, washing up on the shores of Turkey. Uh, and how did it finally make you see the desperation of the refugee crisis? Um, he said, no, can't save them all. I choose to save none, he said. Just interesting. Unless they're a fetus, obviously. Uh, when they're dead body children driving, washing up and forth, it doesn't matter, right? Uh, Raw Expression tweets, there is difference between invited guest and unwanted guest. Work visa is kind of an invitation. Dude, this kid's dead body washed up on shore. He's five years old. He shouldn't be working. Somebody should have helped him. Somebody should feed him. Give him the proper medical care. But it's too late for that. Hograida says, Leslie, I would really like to know why the Islamic Gulf states are not taking in any of these refugees. And I think that's more than a fair question to ask. But then again, when um, you, you, when you look at where these people are coming from, actually the EU is an easier and quicker route geographically for some, not all, but most. Blue Lou tweets, um, when I asked on Twitter if we'll ever see an end to the fighting in the Middle East and the end to Boko Haram and ISIS, Blue Lou says, not with a Democrat as president, we want their appeasement and Bolton's our enemies. 
problem with that, Blue Lou, when we had a Republican as president, we had a little thing known as 9-11 coming up a week from tomorrow, the anniversary of. So I don't think that, honestly, I don't think whether it's a Democrat or a Republican in the White House that necessarily stops Boko Haram or ISIS. It's what that Democrat or Republican choose to do or not to do and whether or not Congress works with them and the international community. Okay? Ah, Richard says, uh, let me see, that's another tweet and another, the other thing I hate about Twitter is (laughs) it goes all over the place, right? Um, Brian says we need to set up a host nation, not just a dumping ground. Where are you going to get that and the money for that? I mean, seriously, if these countries can't themselves take somebody in, where are you going to get that and the money for that? Nuts flip tweets. Western countries should stop their covert operation to destabilize these countries and everyone will be when will be happy. OK, OK, that's it right now. Chuck tweets. Why don't the rich Arab countries like Saudi Arabia take them in? Why is it Europe, U.S., et cetera's responsibility? Well, Chuck, I don't disagree. Saudi Arabia has some responsibility, but why is it? So, so let me get this straight. If it's, quote, a Christian nation, another Christian nation has to take them in. So in other words, does Israel have to take in all the Jews of the world? Does Italy have to take in all the Catholics? I mean, just because uh, these uh, Syrians are not all. There are many Christians who are Syrian. There are Christian and Jewish Iraqis. There are people in Afghanistan that may be Muslim, but there are people in Afghanistan that are of different religions as well. Why do we only look, why, why is it Saudi Arabia? Because they're wealthy? Because these people are Muslim? Why, why do we always break it down to their responsibility? I, th- I think this is the world's responsibility. Quite frankly, the U.S. does have some responsibility. We bombed Afghanistan and then dropped sandwiches. We went in, took over and liberated certain areas from the Taliban, left, and the Taliban reared its ugly head again. Did we win there? And in Iraq, I mean, we invaded the sovereign nation of Iraq, and many people say we left it far worse than we entered. So I do think that the United States has a responsibility. Remember, many people believe that without the invasion of the sovereign nation of Iraq back in the Bush years, there would be absolutely no ISIS today because they're an offshoot of al-Qaeda, which was basically established and developed after the United States screwed Osama bin Laden and his followers in Afghanistan. And the wheel, and, you know, and the wheel goes round and round, round and round. Do you know what I'm saying? This isn't all uh, Saudi Arabia's responsibility. Neither is it Greece or the UK or France or Germany. But we're human beings. And regardless of the names of our nations, the languages we speak, the, rel- the religion inside our borders or religions and the food, the culture, we're human beings. We're people. You know what? Don't we have a responsibility as human beings to help another human being who is hurting, who is in pain, who is hungry? I don't understand. People in this country claim that we're a Judeo-Christian nation. Where the hell is the Judeo-Christianity that I read about in the Bible? And I'm not talking about somebody like Kim Davis's idea of Christianity. I'm talking about Jesus telling you to feed the hungry and to care for the poor 
and the widows and the children and the orphans. Because many of those refugees whose parents have died in this journey or have died in their home countries are coming to Europe as orphans. Many of these children coming to the United States are orphans whose parents put put their children on trains to save their lives. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'll share more of your tweets. Follow me there at Leslie Marshall. Pick up the phone and join me. This is a talk show. Want to talk to you. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is uh, the number. We'll be back after this. Don't go away. crisis. It is a crisis. Very disturbing photo of a little five-year-old boy washed up on the shores of Turkey. I'm sorry. I think you'd have to be heartless and and have no heart, no soul, and no blood running through your veins not to be touched by this photo. Don't we as human beings have a responsibility to try and prevent things like this and to help these people and to help our allies to help these people? 888-6LESLIE. 888-653-7543 is the number. Pick up the phone and join me, uh, 888-6-LESLIE. Let's go to Steve in Huntington Beach, line one. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Uh, and uh, tell, tell me what you think uh, should be done with these refugees and, and who should be helping and who isn't that should be. Yeah, sure. Hi, Leslie. Hey. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. It tears my heart out when I see these little babies washed up on the shores like that. You know, it, it's, it's, it's criminal. But we also have to remember, you know, it was only like six months ago when ISIS said they're going to use Libya as a gateway to Europe. Now, I wonder how many of these refugee ships are, you know, filled up 25, 50 percent of them are are ISIS fighters trying to make their way into Europe. So that's my concern about this. But like I said, needless to say, seeing little kids, you know, unfortunately, it's the innocents that always get caught up in these struggles and in wars that happen. They do. But, you know, I mean, on the one hand, we need to try and stop the conflicts that are occurring. And it's not just us, the United States. This is a world problem. The world is smaller. This is a world problem. We're in a global economy. We have to be in a global race to save humanity, don't we? Yes. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, And I think one of the first things we got to do is be able to come up with a list um, to, to vet some of these uh, uh, people coming in from Islamic countries, you know, are they are they moderate, you know, quote unquote Muslims, or are they the ISIS type Muslims? Are they coming? Yeah, but ISIS are no not Mo- ISIS are not Muslims. ISIS are murderers. Well, yes, you're absolutely right, but they're following the Hadith of Muhammad, you know. No, they very, say very they are, but if you ask anybody who has been released as that handful of French hostages who were with ISIS were, some of those people who uh, were hostages for a very long period of time wanted some comfort, some even converted to Islam, and when they asked their uh, captors, who were all ISIS members for a Quran, they laughed and said, we don't have one. They didn't have any Qurans anywhere. ISIS, anybody who's, who's reported on ISIS, anybody who has communicated, 
communicated with ISIS, has been held and released by ISIS, or has uh, gone undercover and done any kind of a, a training, or counterterrorism experts would tell you they are not. Uh, are there one or two of them that are religious? Absolutely. But the head of ISIS, Jihad Johnny, and all of the rest, no, they're not religious at all. Well, uh, then let me ask you. Their, their, their religion is power. You know, Al, Al, what's that? Their religion is, no. uh, is power and money. Those are their gods. No, you're, you're right, you're right, and they have a very well-greased uh, machine rolling along here. But they do claim al-Baghdadi claims he's the caliph of the new caliphate. Uh, but that's not the, the people Iraq. fleeing. The people fleeing are fleeing these people. The people fleeing are fleeing the persecution, the oppression, the fear uh, the, uh, for, uh, under, under the regimes of these people and also under the violent regimes of some like in Syria, uh, you, know, um, uh, you know, their president, Bashar Assad. Right, right. You know, and I guess we got to stop and, and ask ourselves before we get involved in any conflict, hey, perhaps the devil that's there is better than the devil that we don't know. Um, you know, just like all the chaos that's going on in, in Syria now, all the chaos in Libya, you know, maybe we would have been better off leaving those countries alone and working with them, you know, like you were saying, doing a little diplomacy instead of going on in and, and wiping out these regimes. Okay. Anything else? Um, no, that should do it. I just uh, wanted to call in real quick. Oh, I'm really glad you did. Thank you, and have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Thank you very much for your call. I hope to hear from you again, Steve, there in Huntington Beach. Let's go to Paul in New Mexico, line two. Paul, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. I just had to call in when Steve mentioned, and not to pick on Steve, but there's a mindset that ISIS is, and George Bush had this too, you know, we got to fight them over there before we fight them here. Yeah. They don't want to come here. They don't want to go to Europe on any refugee boat. They want their country back. You know, they're the teabaggers of the, the Middle East. You know, they're tired of foreign intervention. I'm not supporting ISIS at all, get my point there, but their interest is their homeland, not Europe or America. That's my thought. No, you're absolutely right. Seriously. I mean, if you talk to, and I have, I live in California, and I, I've been uh, blessed to live all over the country and travel all over the world. When, I mean, the, the amount of ignorance in this country is just amazing. I, uh, I lived in Pakistan for four months when I was adopting my son there. And as an American going over with an American mindset, I thought, oh, my God, these people are going to hate me. I'm American, you know, all this. Uh, because I watch the same television everybody else does and, you know, the news and, you know, I'm working in the media even, but I know what we're fed. They Obviously. love Americans. Now, do they, the terrorists love Americans? No, they, they, they love Americans. But I just want to say one more thing to your point, and sure, then absolutely. The, the yeah. people that come here that work in the Central Valley of California picking grapes in 104 degrees for about six months a year, bent over for 14, 16 hours a day. Some of those women sexually harassed by the manager, even owner, uh, paid uh, and, and slave wages, uh, treated just, you know, very much like second-class citizens, and, you know, 20 people living in one or two rooms sharing one bathroom may not be better than where they came from. But now they're here, and, and they're going to work hard to make a better way of life. And eventually do, they do, many of them, make a better way of life than they did before. But to your point, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. They, like you said, they'd like to stay home. But if your belly is hungry and you have children to feed especially, you're going, desperate times call for desperate measures. And these people take desperate measures in order to do that. Yeah. And a story, if I may, a quick one that I'd like to share about, 
you know, we were living in France when W. Bush did shock and awe, and about a year into it, we decided to go to Morocco for our Christmas vacation. And people were going, oh, my God, you're going to a Muslim country as an American. You're crazy. You know, we get down there. Now, granted, I would try to pass myself off as French, speaking the best French I could. And they would say, no, 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 you're from somewhere else. Where are you from? And I would say very slowly in American, I mean in French, no, I'm American. And to a man, they would reach out and grab me and say, no, we're all brothers. We love you. We hate Bush. We love Americans. You know, we're treated like royalty there. Um, you know, people are people. They just want to live their life and have their family and, and, and practice their religion. So much of this is just hyped up and demagogued. It's, it's just, it's sad. Now, I agree. I mean, how many people out there, I hate gay people, I hate black people until they've met one. And, and it's true. The one good thing about the world getting uh, smaller um, is that, you know, a lot of these people that we were told are our enemies, we're now living amongst or working with or have met, especially. I, I think they say, the, you know, uh, the world is a classroom. And it really is because I don't know about you, but one thing I have to say about traveling, I've become a better human being a more educated human being, knowledgeable human being, um, you know, because you got to you got to get outside that classroom and just and outside the book often to learn things. And I certainly have become more open-minded and a more tolerant human being. I think uh, in traveling. Well, I appreciate your show, Leslie. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. I know it's coming up on a holiday weekend, and you have a good one. Eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three is the number. Uh, we have only a few minutes left, but we do have a line available because when we finish with a call, it's your cue uh, to call through. Um, Mary uh, tweets Leslie, what you're witnessing is toxic Calvinism, the belief that if you're born poor, it's your fault. <laughs> A lot of people don't realize they're uh, Calvinists then. Um, William says, don't forget the Syrian civil war can be attributed to the instability caused by the Iraq war. And he hashtags, what hath W wrought? Very good. Very true. Uh, Kennedy asked, um, how did we know the numbers that we cited, the 8,000 Syrian refugees uh, that Germany expects to take 800,000 and that we're supposed to take 8,000? 8, um, I, I posted that there. Um, there is a, a list, actually, which uh, I posted uh, online, and uh, it, it actually uh, comes from the International Business Times, an article that has all of the links uh, to those numbers, just in case you're wondering if I'm pulling numbers out of my buttocks. Um Another uh, tweets, it might depend on how much money the Syrian government provides to the United States in order to care for their 8,000 Syrian citizens. Oh, please. That's like Donald Trump asking Mexicans to build a wall. David said, sadly, this was an awful episode of fate. Rest in peace. Fate? Are you serious? Fate? Fate? Really? So if you walk across the street and don't look both ways and get hit by a Mack truck, was that fate or stupidity? And I'm not saying this child was stupid. I, 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 don't, I don't believe in, I guess there is a certain amount of fate, if you will, but I, I don't believe in that. I, I believe that, you don't believe in that if it's meant to be, because you can make meant to be happen or not often. You know what I'm saying? I'm Leslie Marshall. Have a wonderful holiday weekend. My crew and I are off tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Monday's a national holiday. We're taking tomorrow off. Then again, I'd be talking to myself probably for most of you taking off. So thank you to Chelsea sitting in for Mark. Thank you to Andrew. And next week, Chelsea will be sitting for Mark. Marky Mark Grimaldi, my executive producer, is taking a little vacay. We'll be back. Have a great Labor Day weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday. But great shows you can listen to in the meantime. I hope you will. Have a good one.